What is going on? It is a two-game winning streak for the Minnesota Vikings. So everyone on this Minnesota Vikings podcast today is very, very happy. My name is Gabe Henderson. I'm alongside Tatum Everett, Jay Nelson, and our producer, Mr. Eric Davidson. And guys, we're still riding high after this Monday night football win that the Vikings secured over the San Francisco 49ers, 22-17. to And as we started our interview off with Dean Lowry, who's our guest for the show, this is going to be a game, again, where it is won and or lost in the trenches. And we won the game in the trenches against the San Francisco 49ers. The offensive line gave up zero sacks. Kirk Cousins was able to do everything he wanted to do, which ultimately led to a big-time win for the Vikings. Tatum, just being at Monday Night Football, seeing Kirk finally get the, I guess, proverbial monkey off of his back, primetime Kirk, what were just your thoughts on how the Vikings performed this past Monday night? I just felt like they played to their potential finally. You know, last year we did see them make mistakes like they have been making. They just haven't been able to bounce back from them. And this time around, you have the turnover in the early on. You have the field goals where you're not able to capitalize in the red zone. And this time around, it didn't matter. They were still able to get it done. It felt a lot like the team from last season, which is a good thing. You know, for me, it really is this whole like time of possession thing. Like, I don't want to boil it down to one thing, but for we knew that they couldn't lose that category and beat the 49ers. It would not happen. And they were winning, they were winning that category by a, a lot in yeah. that first half, especially. Yeah, and I think the thing that was the most notable for me was it it felt like there weren't a whole lot of hiccups. It was all intentional, and they were hitting on what they were intending to do. I noticed uh, the thing I kept recognizing every time when you'd, you'd see the drive play and just to see how much time it took, mm-hmm. they were five minutes plus almost repeatedly over and over again. I'm like, we are dictating what is happening on this field. And I think one of the giant talking points was the fact that their defensive line and their linebacking crew is so stout that you know the fact that our offensive line moved them around as we needed to so and, and kept Kirk clean was probably the key stat for the entire game. Yeah, sustaining drives was something that Kevin O'Connell really emphasized this past week. And then finally getting an offensive touchdown in the first quarter was another thing. I believe there's a stat that basically said this past Monday Night Football was the first time that the 49ers did not score first in a game. So for the Vikings, the fact that they were able to cause a turnover on defense for the 49ers first drive and then score, that that pretty much gave this Vikings team a lot of confidence going forward in that game, Jay. There was a lot of punch-counterpunch in that game, it felt Mm -hmm. like, because same kind of thing. They get the turnover, we turn around, get it right back at the other end of the field. We scored, they'd get it to a point that they scored, and then we had... Think about even the the first Addison, the interception that happened where it got ripped away from Addison, and then right before half, Addison rips the ball away from him. <laughs> yep. Again, so much kind of a, a punch-counterpunch feel to that game that it was nice to see us really put that together and not you know curl up in the fetal position and, and fall apart. It was, it was great to see us get to the point, even at the end when you needed to stop by the defense, that they were able to make that happen. It really was a fun game to watch. Very much, Very much so. And even from a defensive standpoint, um, to only allow 65 rushing yards to a team who's the second-best rushing offense in the NFL who averages 150 rushing yards a game, uh, that pretty much says a lot to what Brian Flores is somewhat orchestrating with this defense. And then, I mean, the cherry on top is the Vikings getting back-to-back NFC Defensive Player of the Week. Yeah, that was pretty yeah. cool, huh? Last week was Jordan Hicks. This week was Cam Bynum, who had two interceptions. So uh, hopefully that that success can continue going into Lambeau. But as we move forward, this is a border battle number 126 against the Green Bay Packers. And if you're not excited for this game, that's kind of your fault. But Tatum, when you look at just areas of success or keys for success, 
that the Vikings can kind of build on from last Monday night football? What stands out to you? This defense is sneaky great at run stopping. They they are I think they're in the tops five or so of of yards per carry when it comes to being able to keep teams rushing attacks. And I think when you can do that against someone like Christian McCaffrey, who's thought of as the best running back in the league, then you really are legitimizing yourself. As far as what I like this game, I do think that this defense will get to Jordan Love, and I do think that they'll be able to disrupt his rhythm. I think it's it's not, I won't say it's easier to do, but I don't know if he's going to be, has faced a defense that will look quite like this one so far this season. And I like that this team put together a complete game performance because I think that they know now what it takes. And sometimes that's all you need to just really kickstart you in in the right direction. They're definitely trending up, which I think is good. Jay, this past Monday Night Football, the Vikings didn't blitz a lot. Yeah, your key to success is the opposite when it comes to Jordan Love. Yeah, why? Uh, for me, it's because um, in the games that I've watched Jordan Love this season, I think the biggest thing that's gotten to him, especially late in games, is pressure. Um, mm-hmm. When you force him to have to make the big play towards the back end of the game, because they played a ton of close games so far this season, and, and watching him when he gets in some of those big moments, he has the ability to kind of squeeze the ball a little too hard when he's letting go of it and uh, kind of throw some errant passes. So for me, it's it's the pressure side of it. He's thrown six picks in the last three games. Sheesh. And so his his best statistical game of the season was week one against the Bears. And after that, he's kind of pre- precipitously kind of dipped. And so my whole point with him is I think as defensive coaches, defensive coordinators, and even quarterback coaches for other teams are kind of going through his film and trying to figure out what he doesn't like, mm-hmm. you're seeing him having a little bit more of a struggle, especially when he's facing pressure, especially late in games. So for me, the key to getting to him is going to be make him have to accelerate his his progressions and make him have to get rid of the ball when he doesn't want to. And that's when we're going to be able to see potentially another Cam Bynum type situation mm. of getting some opportunities there uh, deep down the field. Six picks. That sounds like a TV show we do here with the Vikings. <laughs> Almost. Um, my key to success is just making sure that the moment isn't too big. This isn't as big of a trap game as next week is with Atlanta simply because it's the Packers. Mm-hmm. So everyone gets up for this game. But literally, just make sure that momentum continues to build and don't overlook this team and the Packers that have lost three straight games. All right, now it's time to get into my favorite portion of the show, the Pepsi That's What I Like segment. As you all know, if you've been listening to the show for a while, we put 40 seconds on the clock, and Tatum, myself, and Jay, we have 40 seconds to answer what do we like most heading into Sunday's matchup? So, Jay, the floor is yours. Literally what you just talked about, the fact that it is rivalry week, I think the biggest potential issue that this team could have is playing a huge game against a team like the 49ers, who are one of the best in the NFC, having a big win, and then the following week feeling like, yeah, we're good, and having an emotional letdown. You cannot do that this week. You are playing the Green Bay Packers. Mm-hmm. You are playing a divisional game. You are at the chance that if you win this one, you're back to 500. You're currently sniffing a wild card spot that you know is is within uh, reach. So for me, it's rivalry week, and the fact that it is just shows you the intensity that's going to happen this Sunday. So for me, I just love the fact that we get the Packers this week, and it's going to be a huge game. Love it. Well, what I like is just the significance of the win on Monday night. To be able to have that going into the Packers, which, as we mentioned, is a huge game. The Vikings have not won there in three seasons. And so that's going to be something that I think is of note. No no loss there. And uh, the NFC standings are really shaking out. Um, 
as as the Vikings crawl back into this, if you become four and four, you're literally back into the wild card conversation, which I think is huge. You need this win for divisional standards. And knowing that you haven't gotten yourself out of the race, I think is a motivation enough. So, yes, but I, I do think it is significant of note that, like, yeah, you're almost a, you're in the wild card conversation with a win. I think you're in it kind of right now if you look at it a little bit. Yeah. But obviously with, you know, more games going on and stuff, it's just bonkers that that could happen. Yeah, I think the literally the delineation line right now is the fact that we lost to Tampa week one. So we're currently half a game out in the wild card position. Think about where we were even three weeks ago. Being able to say that is just awesome. And so it just there's extra motivation there for this team. The thing that I like most about Sunday's game is the fact that we have Dean Lowry on our team. And I think that makes a lot of concerted uh, – that brings a lot of concerted energy for our defense because Dean is a guy that doesn't talk a lot. He's a guy that just let his actions prove what he does and who he is. And coming off of his best game this past Monday night against the San Francisco 49ers – he wants to beat his former team, who he played for for seven years uh, prior to joining the Vikings in free agency this year. So I- I'm excited just to see, you know, what he does. Um, we have him, Jay, Jay and I, we, we interviewed him. He's coming up after the break. But I'm just excited to see how that translates onto the field this upcoming Sunday. We, I mean, Sunday, we know that every guy has at least one game circled on their calendar. And it's usually the team that you played for. Exactly. And so for a guy like Dean to go back to a place like Green Bay with a ton of memories, friends, family, and everything, I think this is going to be a monster game for him. Mm. Maybe a little insider information. That is correct. Well, I mean. I guess you'll have to wait for the interview to find out. I guess you got to wait till the interview, which is coming up right after the break. Salon Montage is the Twin Cities premier salon and spa destination and proud official hair sponsor of the Minnesota Vikings cheerleaders. With three convenient locations in Edina, Woodbury, and Chanhassen, there is a Spalon close to you. Visit online at Spalon.com. Say hello to flawlessly smooth skin at Pure Lux Med Spa, the preferred med spa of the Minnesota Vikings cheerleaders. Specializing in elite laser hair removal, body contouring, Botox, cosmetic filter, and age-defying skincare treatments such as Diamond Glow and Skin Pen for collagen induction therapy. For more information, visit MyPureLux.com backslash Vikings for exclusive offers to Vikings fans. That's www.MyPureLux.com backslash Vikings. All right, welcome back to the Minnesota Vikings podcast. My name is Gabe Henderson. I'm alongside Jay Nelson and our guy, our special guest of the show, Mr. Dean Lowry. Dean, uh, first and foremost, we were talking off camera. This is long overdue, but two, yeah. thank you for joining us today. Uh, it's, it's great to be here, man. First time doing a show with you, so excited to get this going. <laughs> well, the, the, the A topic is, I mean, everybody wants to talk about, you know, Dean was in uh, Green Bay for seven years. He's finally going back to Lambeau. But my, my A topic today, we talked about it on the walk here, is Brock Purdy this past Monday night. He had a one-yard gain. It was, it was a scramble outside of the pocket. And the reason why it was a one-yard gain instead of a 20-yard gain is literally you put your head down. Yeah. You were going for a sack. <laughs> you went instead of 
I guess, going beeline to get to right. him. You literally put your head down, went straight line, and forced yeah. him out of bounds. Yeah. So my initial reaction was like, what is Dean Lowry running a 40? <laughs> 487. Well, actually, 487, yeah, surprisingly. <laughs> most people don't give me credit for being, you know, fast big guy, so to speak. But, yeah, I think it's also kind of knowing your strengths and knowing angles and how to get to guys. And that was a play I think we lost contain there. So I saw Purdy scramble out, and it was me and him in the sidelines. So I knew it just had to kind of get there and cut him off. And thankfully, it was a one-yard play. And the next play, we got a, a big stop. So yeah. just those small plays kind of add up to have, you know, big momentum changes. So when it comes to being able to play in this Vikings defense at this point, I guess for you being the first year here, is there any kind of major adjustments you've had to make at this point, or how do you feel playing in this kind of aggressive Brian Flores defense? Yeah, the, the word you said is aggressive. That's for sure that you know we pride ourselves on and being aggressive every week. But I would say being versatile. You know, Coach Flo values guys that can play um, different positions. So for me, playing the five technique, the three technique, and doing different things, and just always um, you know presenting offenses with different challenges each week is what we kind of you know hang our hat on. I mean, just your progression from game one until game eight where we're going into right now just how have you grown in this defense understanding that every single week I feel like we see a new defensive front or new yeah. defensive style and I, I say that because uh, to start the game last week we started with five defensive linemen mm -hmm. one linebacker and then right. Josh Metellus versus you know the, right. the typical 3-4 three, defense, three-down yeah. linemen, four linebackers. Yeah, I think we're hitting our stride. Uh, if you watch the past few weeks on film, we're really playing fast. The first few weeks, there was a little confusion, you know, on, you know, the nuances of the defense and exactly, you know, each guy's role. But, you know, we made the corrections. And in the past couple of games, I think that's who we are on, on film, just playing against Chicago, playing real sound defense. And then I thought that was, you know, against uh, San Fran on Monday night was probably our most physical performance of, of the year. And just trying to grow off that and keep building that. Dean Lowry, Minnesota Vikings defensive tackle is here. This is the Minnesota Vikings podcast presented by Pepsi and Dean. Everyone wants to talk about you going back to Lambeau for the yeah. first time since playing there. Uh, yeah. you, you spent seven years there. Mm -hmm. You played over 100 games, got over 200 tackles, uh, over 15 sacks. Just the the culmination of stats, memories, energy that was spent there. Just, just talk about just what do you think the feelings will be going back to Lambeau, but this time in the away tunnel? Yeah, I'm just going to try to enjoy the, the the emotions and just the experience of the day. Just trying to soak it all in, and then once the the you know the ball is snapped, just to, it's all business. Then you know, so just trying to enjoy the experience. You know, obviously a lot of great memories, like you said, playing at Lambeau Field, uh, one of the best venues in, in all of sports. And I still have quite a bit of friends and you know former teammates, obviously in that team. So looking forward to catching up after the game. But um, just like we've been saying this week, it's a, it's a huge game, division yeah. rival. It kind of goes back to that, and just trying to you know make it the best game. Possible. I mean, from from a, an away perspective, when we go to Lambeau, we, we see like, I mean, I, honestly, I feel like I'm in the 1960s when I walk on Lambeau Field. <laughs> yeah, you yeah. got the grass, just right. the, the bleacher seats, but yeah. just playing there and then now going back, like what makes Lambeau special? Uh, just the tradition and, and history of, of the stadium. They do a great job of kind of making it a modern feel for the fans, but also keeping that that same traditional feel, you know, with all the great players, you know, Brett Favre and Reggie White and all the great Packer legends that have, you know, walked through those doors and played in that field. So, um, and plus, you know, the Vikings have always played them well at Lambeau. So it's going <laughs> to feel weird, you know, stepping on a Lambeau, uh, the field, uh, wearing purple and all that. But yeah. uh, I could not be happier. You know, you were a Rockford, Illinois guy, then yep. you went to Northwestern, then you went to Green Bay, and now yep. you're in Minnesota. 
Minnesota. You're an upper Midwest guy. I've been this a, point. Like, I'm a Midwest through and through. I was gonna say you, you kind of recognize what this game <laughs> typically sure, means, sure. right? Oh, absolutely. I grew up watching these kind of games. You know, watching NFC North battles uh, my whole life. So now to be a part of it, and you know, the past seven years be a part of it. Now to be on the other side of it, it's gonna be a cool experience too. Yeah. What? what how has your goals evolved, like since yeah. you got into the league? Because just from a, a guy from Northwestern, mm-hmm. I mean, you've had to work your way onto rosters, yeah. work your way into yeah. starting lineups. And uh, Paul Allen always says, you know, when we played the Packers in years past, we, we went in talking about Preston Smith, uh, Zadarius Smith, um, Kenny Clark, and then we left talking about yourself and Dean Lowry. Yeah. So how have your goals evolved? Yeah, I'm not a huge uh, stats guy, so to speak. You know, I've always been kind of a dirty work guy, you know, taking on double teams, um, getting good interior uh, pass rush, good good pocket push in the middle. So sometimes I think the work doesn't always show up in the, the stat sheet, but I think people who know football, who watch the film and kind of know how, how games are won, you see you know, the value I bring to the table. And, um, you know, I've exactly every year's new year and just got to grind each year. There's, there's no secret to it, but um, I've definitely had some great teammates and great coaches and just, you know, excited to be a part of this one. Is that one of those things where you just kind of try to build year after year when you're, yeah. you know, you've, you kind of have the way that you handle yourself and you, you kind of know what to do offseason wise to kind mm-hmm. of build your skill set. And you talked about kind of embracing the dirty work of this mm-hmm. whole thing. Is that something that you just kind of have a, a program for yourself or is it something year to year you kind of reevaluate and, and try to yeah. add an extra thing to your, your arsenal? Yeah, it's also, you know, adapting to and some things that Coach Flo has asked me to do is different than I've done in the past. And it's just kind of reinventing yourself and knowing what you're good at. And then each year, you know, it's kind of taking a step back and seeing how you can improve and also um, you know adding you know to your toolbox so to say to, to be a complete player so I'm going I'm going somewhere with this ne- with this next question you you've had a fumble recovery for a touchdown right uh, yes at, at Lambeau my at, second year I want to say yeah. okay all right so you you got your fifth fumble recovery of your career this past Monday night okay. against the San Francisco 49ers yep. and uh, I believe it was the first drive of the game and I saw the ball just bouncing <laughs> and then I saw you dive on the ball it was funny because I thought the play was over. I thought he was tackled, and then thankfully Harrison and Cam made a great play. You know, punching the ball out, and the ball was just sitting there on Monday Night Football prime time. Like, oh crap! And I just jumped on it, and, and thankfully had soft hands to kind of bring it in. And we talk a lot about uh, fumble recoveries, like a city look versus a country look. If it's country, you pick it up and run. But that was a city look because it was like guys around me just want to okay. secure the the ball or the bag, so to speak, and then kind of get the ball to the offense. But that was a huge play in the game. Especially we talk a lot about response. And after the offense happened turnover, you know, we w- went back out there. Harrison and Cam made a great play, and I, you know, just kind of right place, right time. So you're saying if it's a city look, you're, you're just going to exactly the just city look, jumping on it. That's that was a okay. city look, country okay. look, like the one I had at Lambo <laughs> five years ago. I ran that back 60 yards and <laughs> did a Lambo leap. So that'd be cool to have one this game. I was going to say, how'd that feel? At 60 yards and yeah. then the Lambo leap oh down top of it. I was, I was winded for sure. I mean, <laughs> guy doing that, but it was, it was a fun experience. Yeah, I was just thinking about it, and I'm like, man, you know. Like in that situation, I want to see Dean Lowry like turn on the Jets. <laughs> like, <laughs> a lot of ball left this year. Hopefully, we can get some fumbles or some maybe interception. You know, Flo's got us dropping back in coverage quite a bit, so you yeah. never know. I think just being being an active player and always having an eye for the ball. As of now, it's kind of looking like weather wise, it's going to be more of a defensive lineman oriented <laughs> style game. Yeah. They're talking possible forties and rainy. Yeah. Um, is that something that you guys are kind of licking your chops a little bit, going this could be a fun one for us in the trenches a little yeah, bit? Yeah, for sure. I'm used to it playing in Lambeau for seven years and a lot of guys here you know like that atmosphere we had a, a big uh, rain practice last week before uh, the Chicago game because we we're expecting rain for that game and sure. um, we really embraced it and uh, it's definitely kind of big man weather and just you know run the football stop the run and that kind of kind of game how, how has Green Bay's offense changed with Aaron Rodgers being the quarterback versus Jordan Love 
Uh, I would say relying on the run game even more so. Uh, they've got some great backs and and uh, Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon. You know, AJ is more of a you know downhill power back, and and Aaron uh, is used in the pass game as well. Really good perimeter run runner. And um, again, like they got talent everywhere. They're young, but they're talented. They got some good receivers too, and Romeo Dobbs and Christian Watson, and you know an O line that that is very physical off of uh, the ball. So they're definitely a lot of challenges there, and they've had some big wins so far. So it's going to be a big challenge for us. I'm sure. There's a little bit of uh, history there going against those guys in practice on a yeah. daily basis for, for you know as long as you did. Is that something that you're kind of uh, trying to go through the Rolodex and kind of remember little tips and tricks and things that some tells uh, that you can? For sure. You know, sure. I know all these guys are starting and they all know me too. You know, a lot of these, like, a few guys who are starting now were more on like the scout team looks, you know, when I was there. So they've really evolved their games and gotten better each year. And um, it's kind of fun to see the guys, you know, that are, you know, were young guys when I was there now to kind of play and be a starter. So it's going to be fun to kind of go against guys that I've gone against in the past and uh, obviously they have things on me that I have things on them so it's going to be kind of a battle of execution. Just not being in the locker room do, do guys on the Vikings kind of lean on you a little bit more this week understanding mm-hmm. that you've played some of these offensive linemen and some of these guys when you were in mm-hmm. Green Bay? Or yeah with? For, for sure uh, the one thing there's there's not really too many secrets in the NFL because your resume is what you put on film but definitely in terms of kind of like a you know player mentality you know what a guy likes doesn't like certain things they want to try and do and, and different formations personnel grouping so um, that's kind of the you know the you know the basic core of it but um, yeah like I said it comes down to kind of winning your one-on-one and executing and that's just there's no secret to that given proximity of uh, the fact that you played in Green Bay and then being as close as you are to home and everything you got a, a contingency of people that want to come to this game hmm. this weekend. oh yeah they're all excited uh, my hometown's about three hours south of Green Bay so they went to pretty much every game my whole career so they're, they're excited for it um, they're, they're wearing all purple now so that's kind of cool to see them embrace the, wow. the Vikings and everything and quick turnaround to that but um, <laughs> it's, 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 it's gonna be a special game for sure for my family i was just about to say that like the the fact that they can go from green to purple it shows you know family loyalty for sure (laughs) yeah i have so much green bay gear over the years so now it's cool to just get them some purple gear and and uh, be proud of that and 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 i think you know that just shows kind of the support that you've had your entire career at this point is that something that you really lean on no matter where you are at this point sounds like you've had a great support structure to help get you to where you are today yeah absolutely i've had great parents that have been uh, just great role models my whole life and then this past year i got married as well and uh, i met my wife really in the green bay area as well so um, just a lot of history and a lot of just family connections and just it's going to be a special weekend so you know what your family Vikings fans and probably yourself would all want this upcoming Sunday outside mm-hmm. of a win mm-hmm. what's that a countryside fumble oh <laughs> <laughs> a ball is just, lay, just, just laying there waiting for you to pick it up to that, run back that would be great and then hopefully I find some purple in the stains and do a Lambo leap and <laughs> will you actually fans. do it I for sure do that and I've seen some guys do it I think a guy from the Lions did it this year yep. when they played at Green Bay but if I can get that and score a touchdown and then find some some Viking fans to do Lambo Leap. That'd oh. be historic. So oh, that's that's <laughs> gonna hit different. Man, we're we're so excited for you and so thankful that you joined our podcast today. This is going to be a huge, huge game on Sunday and Dean. Um, I know you don't really want to think too big into it, but it is a homecoming. Yeah. And there's going to be a lot of familiarity with you and the team in green, but also the team in purple. So we're wishing you the best of luck and hopefully coming back to Minnesota with the win. So thank sure, you. Man. Thanks, guys. Skull Vikings. Let's get it. Let's go. <laughs> Well, that's the last time you'll hear from us heading into border battle number 126. So for Dean Lowry, Tatum Everett, Jay Nelson, and Eric Davidson, my name is Gabe Henderson. Thank you all for joining this week's edition of the Minnesota Vikings podcast. The Vikings podcast is brought to you by Pepsi, made for Vikings watching. Pepsi, the official soft drink of the Minnesota Vikings. Did you know milk hydrates better than water and it's packed with 13 essential nutrients? 
Grab a cold glass of milk to beat the heat and boost your energy. Brought to you by Undeniably Dairy.